Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. Uh, and uh, JD, you might want to turn that down. And welcome to episode number 743 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Now over 10,000 downloads strong, ladies and gentlemen. I'll explain more in just a few moments. <clears throat> of course, I am, I am as always, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, back with you. As we get said, as always, to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will first start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGiromo, J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, I will have to hand a compliment to J.D. and the rest of the Raw Radio crew. An excellent show, as always, there yesterday. Indeed, my, my hat's off to you. Also on the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team and the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, Bringing us, of course, tonight's wrestling history and birthdays. He is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Let's welcome JD and John to what should be an extremely extremely explosive, and I'm hoping ultimate dynamic, episode 743 of Revolution. Thank you very much, your JD. Of course, our live video feed tonight, ladies and gentlemen, comes to us from our group that WWS proudly shares with Hell in a Forum Wrestling Discussion, uh, WCWS HIAF Alliance. And if you care, of course, to join us for our live video feed from there here tonight, please feel free to do so by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS HIAF United. And if you care to join us, of course, through talkshoot.com, you can join us, of course, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we had to talk about here today. And which, of course, will include, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays, we will, of course, address what took place, of course, last night on Monday Night Raw. And also some <clears throat> also some other uh, rest, also, so, also some wrestling, other wrestling uh, tidbits and other news, of course, of the day here as well. We'll definitely be bringing it here to you and have some... Big time talks here, of course, as we vastly approach a nine days out, ladies and gentlemen, from the big show in Saudi Arabia, of course, WWE Crown Jewel. Let's go ahead and get right underway here, folks, with our wrestling news and views here segment. And, of course, here to bring it here to us from King Ice is the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., what is going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? Tonight on EW Wrestling After Dark, we had these matches on TV. Joey Janelle taking on Brandon Cutler. Nyla Rose taking on Lavia Bates, a.k.a. Blue Pants with Peter Avalon, and Cody Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks teaming up, taking on the private party and Stronghearts, if you will. Meanwhile, however, the viewership of Monday night's show, however, went up a little this week in Cleveland, despite having a rough night. It went up from 2.279 a week, which was last week's rain in Denver, to 2.342. The first hour did 2.477. Hour two did 2.37. But the final hour suffered again, doing 2.17. 
For the night, the New England Patriots and the New York Jets, however, delivered 10.8 million viewers watching the Monday night game that saw the Patriots blow out the Jets 33 to nothing as Tom Brady and company shut out Sam Darnold and the Jets. Meanwhile, in Game 1, however, the World Series tonight, however, we got an action-packed night to say the least, however. The Washington Nationals and Max Scherzer are taking on Garrett Cole and company, and in the bottom of the fourth inning, it is 2-2 right now. Meanwhile, NBA action is going on tonight, seeing the Toronto Raptors defend their NBA championship and are up midway through the third quarter, 73-70 to in Toronto, however. Later on tonight, however, LeBron James and the Lakers will be taking on Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers in the Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, of course, as you know, AEW will be tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, in Pittsburgh, however, and it should be an action-packed show, to say the least. As a result, however, some of the matches that you will see tomorrow night include Bastard Pac, however, taking on John Moxley, and the private party taking on the Lucha Brothers in the AEW Tag Team Tournament. The finals are set for next week in Charleston, however, and we'll see what happens there. Okay. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D. along with King NWO, Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat. That old-fashioned combination, no sir, rate. <clears throat> okay. Okay, JD. Okay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you said you had to step out for a sec. You said that correct? Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, JD. Okay. We'll. Okay. We'll be right here. Okay. Uh, John has our wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight. Here, uh, October the twenty-second. And here, here is of course a listing of what took place. 27 years ago today, which would put it at 1992, at All Japan Pro Wrestling's 22nd anniversary show, Toshiaka Kawada defeated Dr. Deste Williams to win the All Japan Triple Crown Championship. 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1995, WWE presented In Your House for Great White North from the Winnipeg Arena in Winnipeg, Canada. 10,339 were in attendance with 90,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, though some estimates have the number of home buys as high as 125,000. When the pay-per-view went off the air, legend has it that Vince McMahon was so disgusted with the main event that he slammed down his headset and he screamed horrible, leading to the decision to end Diesel's long reign as WWF champion a month later. Also in the free-for-all pre-show match, Bob Holly defeated Rad Rafford. Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Fatu. Also, the Smoking Guns defeated Razor Ramon and the 123 Kid to retain the tag team titles. Goldust defeated Marty Jannetty. This is Goldust's in ring debut and also the first pay per view match for Dustin Rhodes since the 1991 Royal Rumble. And also the first pay per view match for Marty Jannetty since the 1994 Royal Rumble. King Mabel and Yokozuna fought to a double countout. Undertaker was scheduled to battle King Mabel. They suffered a broken orbital bone injury when he was cracked with an errant fist in the face about two weeks before. The storyline was used when Mabel and Yokozuna severely crushed the Undertaker's face on October 9, 1995, after a six-man tag team match. Dean Douglas, of course, you know Shane Douglas, defeated Shawn Michaels via forfeit to capture the IC title. As Michaels was forced to award Douglas the IC belt, but Douglas snatched the belt from him 
On October 14, 1995, Michael Scott is involved in a confrontation with a group of U.S. Marines at the Syracuse, New York nightclub. No arrests were made in the attack. Michael checked himself out of the hospital and flew home before being questioned by the police. The injuries prevented Michaels from competing for about a month, making this the second time Michaels had lost the IC title without being defeated for it. Last time he lost the IC title without being defeated would be in September of 93 when he was suspended for failing a drug test. But more to the story, Razor Ramon did challenge Dean Douglas to a title match and won the IC title. The win made Douglas the shortest reigning IC champion in just 11 minutes. And the first time the IC title was worn by Razor Ramon, of course, we wore it four times. That record would stand until July 25th, 1999, when Jeff Jarrett won the IC title for the fourth time over Edge. The British Bulldog defeated Diesel by DQ in a WWF title match. In a post-show dark match, Henry Godwin defeated Psycho Sid. And in another dark match, Bret Hart defeated Isaac Yankin. And of course, Isaac Yankin, you, know, you of course remember him way later on as Kane. And in one final dark match, Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the team of Bam Bam Bigelow and Salvio Vega. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, WWF presented No Mercy in the Pepsi Arena in Albany, New York. 14,332 were in attendance with 550,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, more than 200,000 more than the 1999 edition. The main hype was the in-ring return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who had not wrestled since November 4th, 1999 on SmackDown, and also who had not wrestled a pay-per-view since No Mercy in 1999. Austin was out of action due to a neck injury since the previous year's Survivor Series. The Dudley Boys defeated Taz, Taz and Raven, Lowdown, Too Cool, and The Right to Censor in a tag team tables invitational elimination match. The APA and Lita fought TNA and Trish Rattis to a no contest when TNA attacked the APA backstage. This would be the APA's final appearance until December 10th, 2000 at Armageddon. Chris Jericho defeated X-Pac in a steel cage match. The match would be X-Pac's last WWF appearance until February of 2001. Val Venus and Steven Richards defeated China and Billy Gunn in a tag team match. This was Billy Gunn's first pay-per-view match since the 2000 No Way Out when he teamed up with the Road Dog against the Dudley Boys. Stone Cold Steve Austin fought Rikishi to a no-holds-barred match. Why the match was stopped is because Austin drove Rikishi to the outside area and attempted to run him down, but accidentally struck a police officer, and with that, Austin was arrested for the charge. William Regal actually defeated Naked Median to retain the European title. It's William Regal's first-ever WWF pay-per-view appearance. The Los Conquistadores, known as, of course, Edge and Christian, defeated the Hardy Boys, to pick up the WWF Tag Team titles. Triple H defeated Chris Benoit, and Kurt Angle defeated The Rock to, re to pick up the WWF title just 11 months after his debut, just eight months after winning the European and Intercontinental title, and also just four months after winning the 2000 King of the Ring. <clears throat> 18 years ago today, 2001 on Raw from Kansas City, Missouri, two WCW and two WWF championships changed hands. But before that, Vincent Mann made an announcement as he was content on ending the feud between the WWF and the Alliance by putting both members of, put, put, putting, of course, members of both the WWF and the Alliance in a winner-take-all match at the 2001 Survivor Series. So here are, of course, some of the title changes. Tajiri defeated Billy Kidman to regain the WCW Cruiserweight title. 
Kurt Angle defeated Rhino to regain the WCW US title. With that, the win made Angle a Grand Slam champion. Bradshaw defeated the Hurricane to win the European title. This was Bradshaw's first singles title reign. Chris Jericho and The Rock defeated the Dudley Boys to regain the WWF tag team titles. This was Jericho's second tag team title reign and The Rock's fifth tag team title reign. However, there was one title that did not change hands as RVD successfully retained the hardcore title against the Big Show. <clears throat> see, 16 years ago today, 2003, Jeff Jarrett defeated AJ Styles to, regain, to pick up his second NWA World Heavyweight title. 13 years ago today, put it at 2006, TNA presented Bound for Glory from the CompuWare Sports Arena in Detroit, Michigan. Of note, this is the first pay-per-view to take place away from the Impact Zone or the Asylum. Needless to say, it got a record attendance for a TNA event at the time, about 4,400 fans. Also of note, Kurt Angle makes his TNA pay-per-view debut. In a pre-show match, Bobby Roode defeated Lance Hoyt. Austin Aries won a Kevin Nash Open Invitational X Division Battle Royal by last eliminating Jay Lethal. Participants included Sanjay Dutt, Maverick Matt, Jay Lethal, A1, Zach Gowan, Kazarian, Sorelda, Sharkboy, Alex Shelley, uh, D-Ray 3000, Johnny Devine, Elix Skipper, Short Sleeve Sampson, Norman Smiley, and P.D. Williams. Team 3D defeated America's Most Wanted, the James Gang, and the Naturals in a favorite four-way tag team match. Samoa Joe defeated Abyss, Brother Runt, and Raven in a Monsters Ball match with Jake Roberts as a special guest referee. This is Jake Roberts' first pay-per-view appearance since the infamous 1999 incident. Eric Young defeated Larry Zabisco as a result, and as, and as a result, Zabisco was fired. Chris Saban defeated Sin Shi to win the TNA Exhibition title. LAX defeated AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels to regain the NWA World Tag Team titles in a six sides of steel cage match. Sting defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. Kurt Angle was a special enforcer. This was Angle's first pay-per-view appearance since WWE Vengeance in 2006. Had Sting lost a match, he would have been forced to retire. 12 years ago today, put it at 2007, and from Omaha, Nebraska, Beth Phoenix defeated Candice Michelle to retain the WWE Women's title in a best-of-three falls match. The match went to a rushed ending when Candice broke her clavicle when Beth ran, ran the ropes, knocking her off and falling in an awkward position. Though she returned in February of 2008, she never recovered from it as her clavicle was shattered when it's broken in four places. The injury pulled her out of a scheduled tag team match at WrestleMania 24, but she would return in September, rarely and contended for the women's title. And after, after she was drafted to SmackDown in April of 2009, she would not be used at all. Seven, seven years ago today, 2012, on Raw, A.J. Lee resigns as the Raw general manager, giving Vicky Guerrero the job of giving Vicky Guerrero the GM position. Okay. Uh, two years ago today, we put it at 2017, WWE presented TLC from Minneapolis, Minnesota. The show was scheduled to be the first match from the Shield since their breakup in 2014. They were set to face off against The Miz, Braun Strowman, The Bar, and Kane. But due to Roman's injury, Roman had to be pulled out, putting Kurt Angle as a member, as a member of the Shield in Roman's place. Also, another competitor was scheduled to wrestle as well, Bray Wyatt. He was supposed to take on Finn Balor as Balor was scheduled to wrestle Sister Abigail as the demon. 
but due to Wyatt's illness, both Reigns and Wyatt were out due to a viral infection. Wyatt's replacement would be AJ Styles. In a pre-show dark match, Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox. In the first match of the show, Asuka defeated Emma. This was Asuka's, Asuka's first WWE, WWE pay-per-view match and Emma's last WWE pay-per-view match. Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan defeated Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick in a tag team match. This was Rich Swan's last pay-per-view appearance. Alexa Bliss defeated Mickey James to retain the Raw Women's title. Enzo Amore defeated Kalisto to win the Cruiserweight title. Finn Balor defeated AJ Styles. This is the first meeting between Balor and Styles. Jason Jordan defeated Elias. And, of course, the Kurt Angle and, of course, uh, the remaining members of the Shield defeated The Miz, Braun Strowman, The Bar, and Kane. This is Angle's first WWE pay-per-view match since Vengeance 2006. And also Angle's first WWE match since August of 2006 when he wrestled for ECW. And also Kane's first pay-per-view match since the 2016 Survivor Series as well. In the middle of the match, Strowman put Angle through the, through the table, causing Angle to leave the match. The tension between Kane and Strowman was way worse when Kane, The Miz, and The Bar all turned on Strowman and threw him through the dumpster. Angle would return in the, in, would return in the match and get, and get his team to win. One year ago today, 2018, on Raw, Roman Reigns was forced to relinquish the Universal title due to his announcement of his leukemia, forcing the match between Strowman and Lesnar to happen at Crown Jewel. Also, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler to regain the Raw tag team titles. But after the match, Ambrose turned on Rollins. Today, we have, a, we have several birthdays here today, here, folks. Today's a happy 33rd birthday to Tara Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie, I should say. Happy 74th birthday to uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wrestling, Wrestling Chat himself, Bill After. Happy 35th birthday also to Aerostar. Also, happy 47th birthday to the first former, uh, what they called Eurocontinental, of course, European and Intercontinental champion, D'Lo Brown. And today would have been the 76th birthday of Alan James Coage. Coage. Of course, he was better known as Bad News Brown who had wrestled in WWF in that gimmick from 1988 through 1990. Sadly, he died on March 6, 2007, just one day shy of, of John's 16th birthday. Bad News Brown died of a heart attack. And also today would have been the 77th birthday of former um, WWF United States heavyweight champion, tag team champion, intercontinental champion, and WWF champion Pedro Morales. Actually, actually, just recently passed, just passed away just at least eight months ago. And John said that's all he's got for the, um, and that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, uh, John, thank you very much. And JD, we thank you very much for the rest of the news and views here for tonight. Let's give the number one more time, folks 1 605 562 0444, caller ID 1380555 pound. This is, of course, episode 743 of WWS Revolution for Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, along with the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Uh, of course, checking our live video feed. So far, we do not have anybody on the, our video feed from WWS HIAF Alliance yet. I hope we have some folks on momentarily. But I do notice here that we, I think we have some... Somebody else on here. Let's check and see who this is right here. Yes. 
Ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, <clears throat> I should say here, the uh, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, also known in the radio network circles as the Heartbreak Kid. He's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And, of course, if you think of his other nickname, folks, you got to think about that 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where, of course, one of the central characters always did a little something, I do believe, if I'm not too much mistaken, just like this. UNA. Uh, and, uh, and, um, and a little bit, and a little bit of rush there, but, uh, of course we have Fonzie right there coming in here with us. Uh, Fonzie, welcome you, sir, to number 743 Revolution. Thank you very much for joining us here tonight. <clears throat> let's, let's go ahead and get right to it here, folks, here, and we'll, let's see what these guys thought about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. I'll go ahead and get John's here first. And... And first off here, I will go ahead and say on, on to his review, he really has no thoughts or comments to say about Raw. All he's saying is he continues to be to go on a downward spiral. The only two good, two matches that were good was Ricochet versus McIntyre. After McIntyre was, of course, revealed to be the fifth man on Team Flair for Crown Jewel. And also Seth Rollins versus Humberto Carrello. John says, all in all, the show was completely garbage. And also John says it continues it continues to be uh, um, so, and, and uh, he's uh, he's used to be that way. Um, and John was originally going to stay on to listen to what Fonzie and JD had to say here, but apparently, uh, and I, and I don't know why John. You don't have to say it in this manner, but he said he's bound now to show because he's actually going to. Actually, check out, as you know, today, ladies and gentlemen, WWE 2K20 comes out. Uh, so he's so uh, he's going to go check that game out. Um, and so, and, uh, and, and uh, John, um, you, you, you will leave whenever I, of course, I will tell you to. Okay. But, but that's okay. You want to check out the game. So you go on right ahead. And, of course, we'll hope to talk to you, of course, tomorrow night on Revolution, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, take care there, indeed. Uh, okay, thank you very much, Aaron. And John said we'll be back. So, ladies and gentlemen, human suplex machine John Gross is out for the evening. Um, I mean, of course, obviously, obviously, to be honest with you, I can't really blame John for wanting to go check out the game. So, there you go. And but I still like the way he worded that when he says we are on our own. I mean, okay. All right. Um, Fonzie, anything you care to, care to mention about what happened last time on Raw in your personal opinion, please, sir? You have nothing. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, I mean, not, nothing stood out in your mind at all about what happened last night. No. Okay. Okay. Well. Well, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is this is um, and this is right here, um, and of course, I don't blame don't blame Fonte here either. Um, you got to think about it here, folks. Here, like I said, Raw, Raw hasn't been anything to write about here lately. Of course, anything in WWE hasn't been anything to write about lately because of what they've been, uh, what they've been producing here, of course, and all. But a series that I've always had, that I've had here, is that ever since, of course, WWE has not had, has not had any pretty much big time competition ever since the days of WCW and ECW. They pretty much kind of that's kind of fall back and kind of relax their posture a little bit here and there. So, 
what, what, what more can we say, folks, except, you know, um, and if they until they get their facts straight and they get themselves straight and all that, they're going to continue to start losing the fan base big time here. And, and, and I think by Fonzie saying there was really nothing to really write home about as, as opposed to what happened last night. I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good example of that there. So uh, thank you very much. There. Of course, there are Fonzie as well. Uh, now we go to the uh, we now we go to the meat of the action here, and I, I will ask this man if he is if he is cooled off and if he is warmed up. Ready. Oh, well, he sounds like he is, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, as always, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman, Jerry Girolamo, is not afraid to let his feelings known about what's been going on. What, what what has happened in recent memory here with Raw, SmackDown, mm-hmm. anything going on in the world of wrestling. And tonight's and last night's Monday Night Raw, of course, is is of course, like I said, a real good uh, is no exception to that rule. And if you thought Captain America's shield, uh, Superman's uh, laser vision, or Hulk's big green hands was powerful, wait until you hear the words that this man has to say here. Indeed. This will this has much more impact than all three of them put together. So, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you the award-winning, uh, of course, raw edition of the award-winning WCWS Icebreaker with, of course, the one and the only the Iceman, Jared Giovanni. JD, go ahead and start uh, throwing that stuff out. I will be right back. Okay. Does everyone remember the old? Universal Wrestling Federation of the early 90s, and one of the most strangest, if not one of the most controversial guys of all time, Herb Abrams. If you do, please let me know if you do. If you don't, Herb Abrams was one of the strangest, if not one of the most strangest, if not one of the most craziest guys you ever want to see in wrestling. And uh, how he, what he passed away from was pretty amazing. I mean, uh, like I said, this is a guy, however, who, like I said, was one of the most unique wrestlers. I think everyone remembers Herb Abrams is one of the most goofiest promoters of all time. The guy died at 41 years old, however, when he had cocaine stuck over his body when he died. He basically was high on cocaine, was on naked, destroying furniture with a baseball bat, one of the worst television announcers, one of the worst promoters in wrestling history. He was known by his nickname, Mr. Electricity, and for good reason, because he's one of the goofiest, if not one of the strangest guys you ever want to see in the world of pro wrestling. Back in the 90s, he used to have a TV show called Fury Hour. And, of course, he had former WWE superstars like Bruno San Martino, his son David, Mick Foley, Bob Warren, Paul Mr. Wonderful Warner, Dr. Destiny Williams, Sid Vicious, Danny Spivey, and many others. So in his promotion. What does that have to do with WWE, you asked? What does that have to do with WWE? Well, I'll tell you what it has to do with WWE. Fast forward the clock now, uh, years later. 
And now we got a senile, racist, bigoted, uh, sexist, egomaniacal person in charge. The one that lives in Pennsylvania Avenue. He lives in Stanford, Connecticut, and he still thinks he has grapefruits as big as anyone and has been in the business since he took it over in the mid early mid-70s from his old man and has been running the business since the mid-80s. His name is VKM, in case you're wondering, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're asking, what does Herb Abrams and Vince McMahon have in common? Well, I'll tell you. Last night, we were at the Mistake by the Lake, Cleveland, Ohio. And with 10 days to go until Crown Jewel, before Vince gets all that blood money handed to him from the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, and the bone sauce coming to play, however, WWE figured they would put on a good show in Cleveland. Now I'm asking you all out there now, did they live up to hype? Did they live up to everything you wanted to see in a show? The answer to that is no. Why, you ask? Well, let's see. The show started off with Ric Flair introducing the fifth member of his team, which we found out it was none other, making his first return in a couple months, Drew the Dragon Slayer dickhead McIntyre. Apparently, Drew is now aligned himself with Nature Boy Ric Flair. And of course, this led us to our opening matchup and one of the interesting matches of the night, if you will. Drew McIntyre versus a member of Team Hogan, the high flying superhero himself, the one and only Rico Chet, aka Ricochet. This was a dance match and saw McIntyre win, but afterwards, saw McIntyre continue to beat down time after time Ricochet. And that leads the question now to wonder. Is Ricochet going to be nearly 100% or close to 100% when he competes in five-on-five match, at least on Thursday? We're going to have to wait and see. But the one thing I will bitch about this matchup, however, is what Ric Flair looks like. Was it me, or maybe someone can tell me, if Ric Flair was on some good drugs last night because he looked like he was totally high as a kite in more ways than one and totally spaced out? By spaced out, I mean he was going absolutely nuts on one of the ring announcers, however, wondering what the hell city or town he was in. He couldn't even tell if he was in Cleveland, Kansas City, let alone freaking Charlotte, North Carolina. He didn't even know where he was. Maybe he was uh, just doing it in character. Maybe he wasn't. From what I saw, it looked like it wasn't like he was doing it in character from what I saw. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But all I know is how he was a little wacky last night, to say the least. Speaking of wacky, where were the women last night, you ask? Oh, let's think about it for a minute, okay? Last week, we have the Queen of Hearts, Bret Hart's niece, and the sassy southern skank asshole slut Lacey Evans teaming up to take on the Kabuki Wars of Oscar and Kari Firegirl Singh. A la the great Muda 2.0 and her part, part as the partner uh, who got a cheap win over Natty and, of course, Lacey. Despite the fact the Miss did come into play somewhat, if you want to call it that. But you're asking, 
Where were the women this week? Where were the women? Oh, that's right. They decided not to take Natty on the Australian trip and leave her behind, however, where she could fight Sarah Logan, basically defeat Sarah Logan in a warm-up match, however, on main event, and not even feature any of the rest of the women on the entire show last night. Great move, Vince McMahon. You see now racist, bigoted piece of shit. Great message you're sending there to your fans. Then, of course, we saw what happened after that, however, which, of course, was the Rusev Lana Bobby Lashley. And I'm going to have a little rant about this. I don't know who in their right flipping mind is writing this shit. But I can tell you I know who it is. Definitely three people. Vince, the penguin pompous pissant Paul Heyman, and of course, Vince's boyfriend, if you will, 25, 30 years, the man who blows him more than anyone in the entire office, are Bucktooth Beaver himself, Kevin Dickbag Douchebag Dunn. Great job, Vince, Heyman, and Dunn, of continuing to make Rusev look like an arrogant, pompous, total jackass and doing another stupid, cheesy segment involving Rusev, his wife, and the somewhat almighty, the little bitch boy himself, Mr. Musclebound Bonehead, if you will, or should I say, little bastard, Bobby Lashley. And guess what, Bobby? You're going to get what's coming to you come at Judgment Day, or at Crown Jewel, my friend, because Rusev is going to take your stupid steroid-inducing muscles, however, and basically pop them to the point where you'll be crying back probably to his wife, Lana, however, or crying back to your new girlfriend, Lana, and say, I got my ass kicked, however, by your, by your ex-husband, Rusev, because I couldn't learn how to shut my fucking mouth when I had a chance to. So, Bobby, you have a little fun with your little new girlfriend, the so-called ravishing Russian Lana, should I say, the somewhat everlasting little blonde bimbo Lana. Have your little fun now. But come Crown Jewel, however, it's not going to be a pretty day for you, my friend. Oh, no, it's not. And if by some chance you defeat Rusev, I will give you some credit. But guess what? Here's where I draw the line before I continue on. If I'm Rusev right now, I am asking Vince McMahon to give me my release right now. Right now. Why? You ask why? I'll tell you why. Because you haven't done absolutely jack squat with him in quite some time since the whole Rusev Lana ate in English day. And you continue to piss all over him and bury him to the nth degree. So if I'm Rusev right now, I'd be asking for my pink slip hand to me by Vince McMahon very soon. So he can go to AEW and get signed by Cody of the Khan family and then I can stick it straight up Vince's ass, however, with two fingers saying two simple little words, and it's not suck it. You know where I'm going with that. Speaking of suck it, let's talk about how more of this crap show was, shall we? We then have, however, Seth Rollins bores the tears with another stupid lame-ass promo. And is it me or does Seth Rollins continue to bore me and everyone else in the entire WWE universe every week with his stupid rambling? Unfortunately, Humberto Carrillo of 205 Live figured, however, he would get a little froggy with the current Universal Champion and decided to throw out a challenge to him. 
And I will admit, it took balls to say something like that to the Universal Champion and challenge him to a match. And I will say it was a pretty damn good match. It wasn't too bad. This was the first time I'd seen him in a while. But unfortunately, it ended up backfiring, however, in the end, however, as Rollins came out with the win and still is the champion, and Corello came up just a tad short, pulling off the mild upset. Speaking of upset, I'm going to go on another tangent land here. Last night's main event, we have AJ Styles, the arrogant asshole that he has been as of late, and his boys, Gallows and Anderson, the somewhat warlord 2.0 of the WWE, and Mr. Gallows, the big 6'8 monster, and the bald-headed, bearded, Mr. Clean wannabe of uh, Dash Wilder's, of uh, Scott Dawson's twin, Carl Anderson, taking on the somewhat primetime 2.0 arrogant wannabe of the Street Profits of Fontes Ford and Angelo Dawkins. And it was one of their own. And you were wondering who the partner would be. Who would it be? Well, we all had guesses. But alas, we find out who it is. And yes, folks, it is Kevin Owens. Yes, folks, for the first time since the whole feud with that slime bag little shithead, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens has returned to Raw, however and has teamed up with the Street Profits to take on AJ Styles and his entourage. And did he make an impact? No, he didn't. He didn't want to call me that. All he did was a stunner, and that was pretty much it. He didn't even participate in the match. He only participated in But in the end, the Street Profits end up winning, however, and as a result, pick up the win over the club. Was it a good main event? No. Sorry to say it was not. Now another rant, and my final rant of the evening, shall we? Let's talk about Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar, that penguin pompous little pissant Paul Heyman, the somewhat gold standard, the little bitch that he is, however, he continues to be treated like a bitch because they don't have anything better for him to do except come out and act like a total little bully in Sheldon Benjamin, he came Velasquez. Shall we? Ray came out to talk, and then, of course, Paul Heyman shows up, however, up on the Tron. Either he was in Stanford, Connecticut, the WWE headquarters, or he was backstage at the Quicken Loans Arena, now the Rocket Mortgage Field House Tower, and didn't have the cojones to even step to the curtain or even come out and address Ray firsthand. He told Ray what he thought, but, uh, to be careful what Ray would say, however, because he told uh, that his so-called client, the universal champion, Michelle's beast, if you will, how everyone's favorite somewhat beast, Brock Lesnar, was in town. Now, I have not heard Brock will be on Raw next Monday night in St. Louis, this next Monday. But I do know that he will be in Kansas City this Friday night on a SmackDown. And I would not be surprised if Rain and Kane Velasquez show up. Maybe possible. We'll see. But here's where I'm going with that. Just when it looked like Ray was ready to tell him what he thought of him and his client, who shows up but Brock's former teammate and good so-called best friend, 
the gold standard, the man who has been buried more times than the undertaker has risen from the dead, the so-called gold standard, the arrogant little, somewhat uh, little uh, man who at one time was a member of Team Angle, Sheldon, I'm alive, Howard, instead of being buried all the time, Benjamin. And Sheldon tells Ray what he thinks of him, of calling out Falk, and what he thinks about what Ray has been saying about Falk. And he starts to pick a fight with Ray, because he thinks, however, he's so cool being a bully and seeing him for his best friend, the so-called beast in Carnegie, the guy, however, who basically sucks more, you know what, however, of Vince McMahon and Triple H and the entire WWE front office than anyone else. And that's the beast incarnate, along with his penguin little pissy and Paul Heyman. Let's get what he wants. But guess what happened, Sheldon? What happened to you, my friend? Oh, that's right. You went a little too far, didn't you? You kept running your mouth and running your mouth and finding a way to insult Ray, however, and his somewhat family. And you got punked out like a little bitch at the Haynes Velasquez who came down to the ring and confronted your sorry ass when you thought you could poke Ray to the point where Ray couldn't stand on his own two feet, let alone try to at least to move in, however, because you felt it was so appropriate to basically suck and kiss your buddy's ass in Brock Lesnar. What happened there, Benjamin? Oh, that's right. You got thrown like a little ragdoll bitch, just like Brock's going to get thrown like a little ragdoll bitch, hopefully, in Saudi Arabia weekly Thursday. Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, did you stand up and come back in a fight? No. However, you have a couple of ways to get back on the way and confront him. And as far as you, Paul Haley, your penguin little pompous little pissy, why didn't you even why didn't you why didn't you even why didn't you come down? Oh, that's right. Just like uh, your clients, you have the balls to even show your didn't have the balls to show up and uh, say anything to race face. Shows how much of a chicken shit little coward you really are. So, in conclusion, here's where I'm going with this. No Tyson Fury, no Blockstone, no way. As far as Tyson Braun Stormer, I'm glad they didn't feature them on the show. At least we could use, we could go a week without. But with Crown Jewel less than nine days away, however, the question is now what's going to happen next week on the final show before Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia on Monday night series. And what's going to happen this Friday in Kansas City? All I know is, however, however, once again, Vince and company put on a boring-ass, bitch-ass, lame-ass, clown-filled, caca show from the city by the lake last week. And did it do well? No, it did not. And as I say time after time, week after week, on most of these shows and everywhere else, on and offline, everyone in the group, and panel on everyone around the world who hears my voice, whether you like it or don't like it, it doesn't really matter. The WWE continues to be like the Titanic, thinking harder and harder each and every day by the bow. So Vince, I hope you're really going to be happy next Thursday night, however, in Saudi Arabia, when you get all that blood money handed to you by that arrogant, pompous little piss prince 
of Saudi Arabia, the one who basically, he found a way to basically blow, and also him blow you and the entire WWE front office for that matter. I've given you a lot of money to bring all these guys over in a very controversial country. What's more controversial is this. We're not going to have any women's matches. Again, what does that tell you? Well, it tells you one thing. It tells you that Vince McMahon is once again out of touch with himself. And he plays with himself more than anything. When it comes to pocket pool, however, he's beyond fiddling with his cue, if you know what I mean now. He's more than doing that now. He's basically fiddling with his old man geriatric grapefruit nuts, which he has no nuts anymore. They've already been removed by Linda, and they've been stomped on by Stephanie hard, along with Hunter. So yeah, Vince, I hope you're going to be freaking happy next Thursday night when you put on another shit-ass, lame-ass show in Saudi Arabia. And you're going to have a lot of backlash coming your way because I'll tell you one thing. If you make Brock Lesnar win that match against Cain Velasquez, and if you have Tyson Fury beat Braun Strowman, they'll show to you once again that you put on one of the worst shows of the year by far and continue to slide down the pole more and more. Tomorrow night, as you know, I will see Rio Russell in its finest. Pittsburgh. No, I'm not talking about WWE, folks. No, 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 no. I'm talking about an organization that over the last three weeks has kicked your sorry freaking ass time and time and time and time again, Vince. Those initials are simply these three words. A E B W. So once you come in, you're going to be out of, you're going to find yourself on the Dennis calendar. So get ready. Once again, as is the case every week, AEW's going to kick your sorry ass. The ratings is coming next this week, more than likely. And then what's more, AEW's going to do a better pay per view than your sorry ass, lame ass, geriatric, Worthless piece of shit pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia next Thursday when they do their show in two weeks in Baltimore. So, once again, WWE, I hope you're very happy of putting on on lame-ass booking because once again it shows you're out of touch with reality. On a scale of 0 to 10, I give this show, sad to say, between a 1 and a 1.25 out of 10. Very, very low number indeed there, folks. Actually, J.D. could not have said it, said it finer there. Thank you very much here, J.D. Of course, was once again the raw edition of the WWUS Icebreaker. i uh, got a breaking story here, folks, not wrestling-related. I've got to throw this out here. I just now found this out. And it's through, of course, a, uh, another local news app that I, that I have here, of course, uh, from our local TV station down here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Apparently... I don't know if anybody else has heard this story or, or not, but apparently a hiker that was taking photos atop a waterfall in North Carolina sadly died after losing his balance, tumbling about 75 feet. And Whoa. let me go ahead. Well, let me, let me, let me read this story. This takes place in, it's in uh, Polk County, North, Polk as in President Polk, Polk County, North Carolina, uh, Saluda, North Carolina, to be more specific. 
Authorities in North Carolina have identified a hiker who fell from a waterfall and died over the weekend. Polk County Emergency Management Director Bobby Arledge confirmed to McClatchy News Group on Monday that 28-year-old Aaron Post of South Carolina died after sliding down Big Bradley Falls on Saturday. He said he heard the hiker was taking a photo at the top of the, top of the remote saluted North Carolina spots when he lost his balance and tumbled down. In a Facebook post, the Henderson County Rescue Squad said they extracted Post from a rugged area and flew him in a helicopter to a hospital. Hiking websites say that the waterfall drops about 75 feet or 23 meters. News outlets actually reported uh, in 2017 that a 47-year-old hiker died in a fall on the at the very exact spot. So our thoughts and prayers are go out to the family of this young man. Um, of course, like we say, like I said, a 28-year-old South Carolina man perished over the weekend while taking a picture of a waterfall in Polk County, North Carolina. Um, our, our hearts and prayers, our thoughts and prayers are all. The Nationals are five and two in the last of the fifth. Thank you there, J.D. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. A couple of programming notes I will go ahead and make here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tomorrow night, as you know. Uh, of course, as you heard, J.D. did mention, of course, he will be at the AEW show, of course, in Pittsburgh. Uh, so what we have officially decided to do, ladies and gentlemen, is our, our two of our three Wednesday night shows, Outside the Ropes and Wrestling Debate, will still come on. This will still, will still take place this week. They will, they will be, of course, postponed tomorrow. And here's the way the lineup will be. The only show we'll have on tomorrow night will be, obviously, Revolution at 9 o'clock, uh, 138055-pound. But Thursday before NWO Wolfpack, ladies and gentlemen, at 7 o'clock, we will have, of course, our edition of Outside the Ropes. <clears throat> and, of course, it will be, of course, our regular routine. Uh, we will talk about the latest pop culture headlines. We'll get, of course, some sports updates in the box house report from J.D. <clears throat> And of course, remember, and of course, I told uh, anything that pops up during that time, we'll definitely bring that here to you before we have NWO Wolfpack at nine. And then th this Friday before Revolution, ladies and gentlemen, at seven o'clock, Western Debate will be placed as well, 139.925 pound. Of course, outside the ropes this Thursday will be uh, 141.364 pound. So be sure to check that out here as well. This Friday night on Revolution, of course, don't forget, we hope to have the. Uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and or Danny from Up Park on, give their thoughts as to what's happened here in wrestling here over the past uh, over the past week. And also in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays and other great stuff here. And of course, more talk about Crown Jewel, of course, as, as the countdown to continue to roll, ladies and gentlemen, nine days away. Of course, next, uh, of course, a week from this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, Halloween afternoon, Crown Jewel will take place, of course, in Saudi Arabia. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. 1-605-562-0444. Uh, uh, Caller ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 700. Uh, nice one, too, by the way. Episode 743 of WWS Revolution. This is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019. We are now at 1023 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. Of course, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and also the Heartbreak Kid, Ponzi. The Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, of course, uh, of course has, let, has, has, left, has, has left for the night. 
Uh, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we have talked about, of course, WWE 2K20. The game did officially come out today, I do believe. Actually, actually came out late last night. started late last night, actually. Uh, but, of course, uh, a lot of folks kind of ordered it a little bit early. I did even hear that our own Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, actually got himself a copy of that game, too. So uh, so he's going. I'm sure he's checking that game out, see how it looks. And hopefully I'll get I'll try to get a little bit more of an update about uh, how the game looks and everything like that. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully in the next couple of days. I actually saw a video that was posted on YouTube. Uh, Did you get the new commercial? What is it? The new commercial they have for uh, 2K20. However, they have, uh, and I guess Austin and Hogan are talking, and then Son of Brett stick out there and shake hands, and then I guess. Heyman was in character, and he kind of Roman in the commercial, and uh, Roman was ready to kick ass for it, though. Oh, yeah, that's when Brett and Sean, I think, were shaking hands. Uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know what you're talking about. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, but that was a great commercial. But someone did a video on YouTube, and they used 2K20 as a template for it. About what it'd be like if they tried to reform the school, even though Dean Ambrose was no longer a part of it. And believe it or not, and you might find this kind of interesting, that um, that um, whoever whoever did whoever decided to do it do this, which was pretty good. They actually uh, they actually put Tommaso Ciampa in that first spot. Oh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, so that uh, and. And um, but I thought, thought that I thought that was quite interesting there. Of course, the Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Tommaso Ciampa as the new as the new Shield apparently. Uh, so I, I thought that, yeah. that, was, that was that was quite interesting. Yeah, there's a video on YouTube that I think it was the same folks that brought out the uh, the roster that I was actually talking about here throughout the last few weeks. So but yeah, since August. So I mean, I thought that was pretty darn good there. So. But definitely check out that game, folks. It came out here today, and Mike said they'll be selling like hotcakes big time. Uh, so be sure to be sure to check that out here indeed. Uh, already in store. And of course, a lot of folks have already uh, 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 pre-ordered it. And I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be big indeed. So but there you go. Uh, let's see here, gentlemen. We got about uh, hmm. let's see. We got about a little more than 30 minutes left. Uh, let's see. Uh, what? I did. I'm, I'm sorry. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will. Well, I, I can mention this here one more time. Of course, as you know, our prediction title challenge, of course, all set with, of course, six matches already lined up, ready to go. Uh, <clears throat> I can tell you that Mr. Hulkamania, Bob Ziegler, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the Human Stupace Machine, John Gross, the Empress, Anne Marie Rickenbach, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, is a part of that. Uh, is a is a part of that. Um, of course, obviously, of course, with Danny, I think pretty much kind of locked in with AEW. I'm not sure if he's going to be doing, be be taking part in any any of this. Of course. Uh, I do hope he still does, just for the sake of the title challenges. But uh, we'll we'll continue to talk to him and see it. He has been quite busy here 
trying to get a lot of things going here and also we hope to hear from him again really, really soon but i can go ahead and tell you ladies and gentlemen of the six belts that will be officially used for uh for crown jewel uh of course a lot of these were did come were, i did come up with this recently uh because we actually started running out of actual belts that were that were they were no longer in no longer there were real belts that were no longer in use so i had to come up with some some of our own here so here is here is some of the belts that we have right here uh, the WWUS Crown Jewel Championship, I think that's appropriate. The WWUS Border City Championship, the NWA US Halloween Havoc Championship, and that's appropriate. Then, of course, Crown Jewel taking place on Halloween, so there you go. The ECWUS Barely Legal Championship, the NWA US Starcade Championship, and the NJPWS Wrestle Kingdom Championship. So it will be the six belts here that Bobby, JD, Fonzie, John, Ann, and Michelle will, of course, have the opportunity to take part in. And speaking of speaking of titles, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I did recently post a a number one contenders question on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, uh, uh, and this is just for the our female fans here, folks. And I think we uh, and and what, like I said, we're uh, we have three we have three belts here. Uh, we have three belts here, of course, up for grabs. Of course, like so, whoever answers this, whoever answers this correctly. Uh, sorry about that, here, folks. We're just trying to get to. Uh, sorry about that. But um, anyway, um, we're trying to get, like I said, one more involvement in it. Now, I do believe we had two people that had responded to it, but the belts that were up for grabs here, whoever likes it would have the correct answers, would, like I said, would, would, instead of earning, instead of this, this being a contender's question, these were like to fill in, like I said, uh, to give opportunities to those who, who like to, like, we just, this is a simply, I'll talk in a minute, um, to award the championship belts automatically. And these belts were primarily, of course, women's championship belts. We have not had an opportunity to, to give out here that often. But, of course, we have three of them, of course, right now. All three of them are women's oh. belts. One of them is, uh, one of them is uh, AAA US, and the other one, I believe, is NWA US. And I think another one, I think, is NXT US. I'll have to go back and double-check that and see. But we have we have two we have two people that have responded so far. We're still waiting a third. I have not heard anything confirm if whether or not if if whether or not of course somebody has officially has um, has if anybody has uh, if any another female competitor has answered that question or not. Uh, we'll go back we'll go back and double check and see and. And hopefully, like I said, we'll have another. We'll have an. We'll have. A, we'll have another. We'll have another female uh, 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 member here, of course, uh, uh, answer the question. We can award. And I don't know what I don't know what Fonzie's talking about, but we'll talk. We'll find out this minute. Uh, <clears throat> um, but in the meantime, here, folks, uh, like I said, be, like I said, for for those who want to want to try it out, like I said, be sure to like this on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. Be sure to, of course, to check that out here today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of, of we talk about our live video feature, speaking of which, as you know, one of the things that we I give a plug for every single night on all of our shows here is, of course, the uh, Facebook group I have for everyone. There's Bulldog DVD Sales and Variety. 
Um, and as you know, of course, like I said, we have an ongoing special here, which every single DVD and Blu-ray listed, regardless of a single or multiple disc sets, of course, we're still selling for $1 a pop. Uh, I actually did uh, did a video late last night for those who are interested in this, this in it, who are interested in this. I have, of course, a big time special going on right now, uh, and and something that uh, that I would that uh, I think y'all someone would get a kick out of. For those who are fans of of the infamous Arnold Schwarzenegger, I am not. On the top, yes, he's the governor. He is the governor. <laughs> anyway, I have a four-disc set of four of his best movies. I don't know if you've seen the video on that. I posted on the page last night. Uh, the movies that, of course, I've referred to here are uh, the first Predator. Everyone remembers that. Uh, Commando, great movie, one of the best. Uh, Total Recall. And also, of course, the Running Man. And like I said, it's a four-disc set. They're all in their separate cases, but it's but it's, but you get four, but it's like four of them in the whole set here. Uh, and also, and then one, what the what the offer is here, folks, is that you can have the whole set. There's four discs for the for the price of three. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, three dollars is how much I'm selling this thing for. So if anyone is interested in it, be sure to check out the video on, like I said, Bulldog DVD sales and variety. And I'll give I'm giving more of a detailed description of, of the DVDs and all showing everybody what of course DVDs in good condition, of course, like I said, uh <clears throat> and, and individual wise and all that. Four of his best right there, folks. All checked out, all in good working condition. Like I said, four, uh, you get four discs, ladies and gentlemen, for three dollars. Yes, indeed. And you get the entire set for three dollars. So if you're interested, check it out. As well as some of our other, of course, um, I've actually posted several more lists, of course, on the page there as well. Just recently, we want y'all, of course, definitely check it out. See, see, see any that you're interested in, be sure to check it out. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Like I said, we take a bite out of the cost. We can enjoy your favorite selection. Time is running slim here, folks. Like I said, we're approaching the end of the year pretty fast. So like I said, if you see any here, you might want to get as a gift for somebody or just have something for yourself to watch. Check it out here today. Like I said, every single title in there worth $1. Because like I said, wrestling, sports, music, uh, different seasons of different TV shows, uh, and also movies, everything from comedy to drama to science fiction to children's and other uh, animated movies uh, <clears throat> um, and uh, horror and everything else. Be sure to check it out here today, like I said, at Bulldog DVD Sales Variety, where once again, our motto is to take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Visit today. You won't you will not regret it all. You will not regret anything. You will not regret all that at all, ladies and gentlemen, big time. And I don't know why in the world Fonzie was laughing at, but I'm sure whatever it was was hilarious. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, but be sure to check that out here today, your folks. I mean, you'll find some interesting stuff here that you will not, you will not regret. And of course, if you want proof of ask JD, ladies and gentlemen, the Iceman right here, like I said, is our, was our very first customer during the summer. He bought five of these from us. And, um, and of course he has, he has been giving us, let us know each time that each and every time he has an opportunity to look at it. 
how they are and all that. And JD, uh, anything you else? They, they are working good. Okay. And like I said, he was he and he's enough for like all the '80s movies. He got all he did an all '80s thing, ladies and gentlemen. Four movies in a in a season mm-hmm. of an '80s TV series. So I thought that was really really nice. So there you go. So check it out here today, like I said, folks, and you will not regret that at all whatsoever. And also just in case we can't afford doing the online stuff, which a lot of people can't. This is a this is a healthy alternative right here, folks. You will not re- you will not regret taking you will not regret uh, trying it out. Trust me, you will not. <clears throat> Let's give the number one more time, folks. One zero four 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 caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode, of course. 743 of WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019, nine days away from Halloween. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, for alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, and the Heartbreak Kid, and uh, Laughing Boy himself, of course, Fonzie here is with us there as well. Uh, so, uh, well, let's see here, gentlemen. Uh, hmm. Let's see. And I guess we're just going to have to try to find out what, what, what the case is. Fonzie, what are you laughing at? I'm watching Sanford's son. That's why. Ray Fox. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, trust me. I think J.D. and I both know Sanford's son. Don't yeah. we, J.D.? Don't we, J.D.? Hmm? I said, we do, J.D., we know Sanford's son, don't we? Yes. <laughs> And I guess JD does. He just not. He just, I don't think he said anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That music. That, oh boy. That 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 really kept your ears open. I did that. Oh God. <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, well, guys, don't you just hate it when you run out of things to talk about? <laughs> I'm just watching, I'm watching one of the worst shows maybe of all time. And that is? Uh, DWF Blackjack Law from 1994. What? What? What was it? Yes. Black Jack Brawl. 600 people were at this show. I watched, remember, I remember uh, the old Universal Wrestling Federation of Herb Abrams in the early 90s? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't remember how bad it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I watched the beach brawl last week, and boy, was that terrible. Well, I'm watching uh, Dan Carvey on a blonde Johnny Don Laryngitis, which is so damn funny. I don't know how to wrestle. <laughs> this show was so bad, it wasn't even funny. I mean, they had Elementus on the card, and the first time I'm watching, I mean, I watched the beach brawl last uh, Tuesday. I mean, that was two hours of my life. I'll never get back. I mean, you talk about one of the worst people in 1991. That was it. That kind of mind me right there. You know, 
you remember the skit when uh, Santina Morella and Maria came out that one time, and Santina Morella uh, uh, oh. was talking about Stone Cold's movie that what was it, The Condemned? Oh. And he and the and the, and the director of the, the Condemned was out there, and you know Santina was just saying oh. Santina was just saying how awful he thought the movie was, and and Stone Cold tried to make a peace offering by bringing him a copy of the movie on DVD. But did you hear what the producer's name was? Who was the producer? His name was, yeah, the producer of that film was named Carl Hungus. <laughs> I didn't know you were that hungus. Big balls. <laughs> Fonzie, I didn't know JD was that hungus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, um, this picture, this this first match with Ironitis and Danny Spice. You should see Missy High with flying. She looks like a whore. She looks like a Vegas showgirl whore. Huh? Oh my god! Have been funny to laugh at. This is too funny for words to describe. Well, let's see here. Uh, hmm, hmm. Now, Fonzie mentioned San Francisco's got that theme in my head. Oh, Fonzie, did you ever see the show Good Times? Yep. I know. Well, let me ask you: Did you have, Did you ever find any of them on DVD? Not really. Well, if I told you I had a season on DVD, will you say for a buck? Or yeah, mm-hmm. get this, Fonzie. You might even like this even better. It has not been opened at all. Go for it. Second season, Fonzie, of Good Times. I don't know what's up, what was involved in the second season, but that's why I'm telling you what it is. But it has not been opened. I give you my word. I'm looking right at it. Mm. Well, thank it over. Thank you over, Fonzie. Let me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you you got time. I got until you got till the end of the year. But like I said, I'm trying to sell them for a buck. So there you go. I mean, JD bought five of them. Why not, man? I mean, I... but I don't want to push you, but I'm just saying, no, I have it. So it's like I said, but go on the page and look at what I got. Go on the page and look what I got. Okay. That's what... And I thought I made you a member. Of, I invite you to be a member of it, but I don't know if you took it or not. I don't go there. I don't go on Facebook too often. Well, you might need to start doing that whenever in this case. Yeah. But yeah, JD got him in the right direction. Send him to the group. Send him to that page. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I've got a bunch of good. I got a bunch of good stuff. You like old stuff? I got old stuff. I got you like you got some. You like some new stuff? I got some new stuff. I mean, like I said, I got wrestling, 
I've got other sports DVDs. I mean, there's some there JD might even get a kick out. JD might even get a kick. I've told him that some of the sports DVDs I had was some golf ones. And I'm not kidding. You always believe it, yeah. Yeah, so. But, uh, but yeah, but like I said, just get an opportunity. And, and JD, about your question earlier, if I happen to come across a copy of that, I will hold it for you if you're interested. What's that? You at you texted me earlier today and asked me. If oh, I had yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I watched it earlier today. Coming. Well, well, if, if I happen to come across it, one, I will. Really? Okay. Sure. And it can get catch me. It can get yeah. yeah. Hey ho! <laughs> <laughs> No, JD, bring me some champagne. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, let me see here. Uh, what the? Oh, that's yeah. That was hard to be on it at Dean's Spivey after the match. I don't know. Like I said, th this show in 1994, like I said, was in September of 94 at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. 600 people showed at this show. Well, I'm not surprised to know if it didn't. I mean, I know that's supposed to be a pretty big, good size, uh, pretty good size venue and all. I didn't have that many people, in it, which was kind of awkward. That part of this, though, you know what your uh, semi main event and your main event of this show was? You're going to laugh at this. I'm listening. Your semi-main event was Mick Foley and Jimmy Snook in a lumberjack match, which ended in a double countout. And then your main event was Dr. Death Steve Williams against Sid Vicious, and Steve, Dr. Death won by DQ, however. But Danny Spivey came in and attacked him. They really want to try to hype it up a little bit. So this is a, this is a tale. This is a tale sign right here. Of something that uh, that could happen to WWE if they're not careful. Yep. You also uh, had on this show Cowboy Ace Ball Boy Jr., Ivory, the Killer Bees. I mean, Mondo Guerrero. I mean, this was this was bad. I mean, this was beyond bad. We're talking. Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, this is not for a, this is not a match or anything, but I would like to. I would like to um, give one of these a try here, and this is just for fun, guys. So don't worry about, don't worry about strikes or anything like that. Okay. I would like to do one. I like to do one family feud survey for the golf here. Okay. After, after someone stops calling me that name, then I will. Then I, then I'll. Uh, 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 JD Fonzie, you up for you up for that? Just one quick one. What what is it, Chad? A family feud survey. Yeah, whatever. I'm ready. Okay. JD, you ready? JD, you want to give it a word? Okay, all right. Like I said, this is just for fun here. Uh, tell you what, just for uh, no respect, disrespect to you, JD, but we're gonna let Fonzie take it first. Um, Fonzie will let you go first, and we're going to be back and forth between you and JD. Okay, here we go. 
six answers on the board, guys. Six answers. Listen very carefully. <clears throat> Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. <laughs> I'll repeat the question. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. Get the coffee yourself. Well, I was going to let Fonzie go first. Fonzie? What's that? I'll repeat the question. I don't know if you heard it, but it's six answers. It's, 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 it's six answers there, Fonz. Listen very carefully. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. Something funny I don't want to say. No. Well, 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 we'll do we'll do a funny answer later on, but uh, let's but let's 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 try to focus on the task at hand. Yeah. Uh, mind his own business. You know what? I would dare anybody to tell tell their boss that. <laughs> that is an excellent answer, Fon. And you know what? I normally don't. You know what? I'm gonna do it like this. I'm gonna get, make that one the bonus answer right there. That's the bonus answer. But that is the, that is a, that is that answer is just that good. You know what I mean, guys? Yes. So, Fonzie, you got the bonus right there, my friend. You got the bonus. All right, JD. Uh, name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. Go get the coffee yourself. Number one answer, and you want to know how many people said that? 85. Bonzi, you want to take a guess as to the number? I'm going to say 90. Both of y'all were fairly close. 76 people said it. Uh, five five answers left to go. That's are still on the original board. There, Fonz. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. I wish the secretary would say this to her boss. Go fuck yourself. I gotta make I gotta make it two of them, man. He's got some good ones there. He's got some good ones here. Fonzie, that's going to be another bonus right there for you, my man. Another bonus right there. Okay. Yeah. Right. Another, bo another bonus. <laughs> yeah, but you got, you got two classics right there, my friend. Two classics. All right, JD, still number one, number one answer. Get coffee has been said. Five more to go. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. Answer the phone. 
and get this that one's number two and only nine people said it <laughs> okay all right Ponzi so far getting coffee and answering the phone there's uh, four more answers left here of course and plus also you gave us two good bonus ones there like I said name son and every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself clean up Clean, you say clean up? Uh, yeah, clean up after himself. Hmm. That's another good one, but that one's not there. That's an ex. That's a great answer. That's a wonderful answer. If anybody had the balls to, to say that to, to to somebody in charge, oh man. <laughs> a lot of people do need to be told that these days. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> JD, still uh, four more answers besides other than getting coffee and answering the phone. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. Do your own work by yourself. Uh, can you be more specific? Uh, do your own, uh, uh, the assignment that's assigned to you. Uh, still being a tad more specific. Um, Why are you crying? I give up. Okay. Uh, Fonzie, still four more answers left here. Name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. Of course, get coffee and answer the phone has been set off the main list. Plus, your two humdingers of bon two two bonus humdingers right there, my man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, go, but uh, four more are still left on the board there, Fonzie. Ah. Uh. I give up. Okay, well, y'all, 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 y'all did, uh, y'all did wonderfully here, and uh, y'all tried very, very hard. This was, this was kind of a tough one here. But let me go ahead and give you the rest of them right there. But Fonzie, I've got to hand it to yours, my man. Excellent indeed. Uh, other than I say, get coffee, answering the phone. Of course, name something every secretary would love to tell her boss to do for himself. The other answers number now. This is this was this is what I call funny. Number three. Go shopping for his wife. Only four people said. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear lord. Um, number number four. Take notes. What was it? Taking notes. Oh, taking notes. Yeah. Number five. Making travel plans. And number six. Picking up the laundry. Oh, God. And believe it or not, the last three answers, guys, two people apiece said those last three answers. Two people. Hmm. So, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save some of the others here uh, for, of course, some of our matches here indeed. Uh, 
And of course, we still have some matches lined up here for we're hoping to do here really soon, including, of course, the special challenge match that, uh, that, uh, that of course, Bobby made the special challenge to JD, of course, for a title versus title match. The uh, ECW US Hardcore title versus JD's WWF, WWF US Junior Heavyweight title. We're trying to find out, of course. Now, if Bobby's going to do it, maybe this, if Bobby wants to do it this Friday, maybe I'm game. I will talk to him. Uh, to, I'll talk to him Thursday. I'll find out. Okay. I'll talk Friday, to him. Friday, Friday, Saturday night. Maybe Friday, Sunday. Friday, sometime Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Either night or Sunday. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I will post that. I will, I'll, excuse me, I will post that to him as soon as, uh, uh, I will pose that there to him there indeed. Uh, gentlemen, before we close up shop for the night, is there anything, uh, is there anything y'all wish to add before we go for the evening? Uh, nah. Nope. Okay. All right. We're going to see good action tomorrow night. And hopefully I will get a chance to see some good action tomorrow night. Uh, well, absolutely indeed. Uh, on, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember because of because of uh, like I said we are both outside the ropes and also wrestling debate tomorrow night due to of course JD going to the AEW show there in Pittsburgh. So remember, uh, outside the ropes will be this Thursday night before NWO Wolfpack at seven o'clock. Of course, uh, uh, let's see, one four one three six four pound from seven to eight. And then wrestling debate will be on Friday night before Revolution, one three nine nine two five pound at seven o'clock. Like I said, this Friday evening. On that note, here, folks, we do thank you for joining us here for episode seven forty three of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman Jared Geronimo, of course, the Human Suplex Machine John Bros, as well as the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here for joining me here tonight. Also, I want to thank, of course, WWS HIAF Alliance. Uh, for allowing us to put the video, post a video feed on there tonight. I will go ahead and tell you that our good friend of ours, and J.D. can give a plug for him in just one second, of course, our GM of Heaven Wrestling Federation, as well as, of course, a fellow WWS Hall of Famer, of course, one and only Captain Dave Spieler. J.D., a quick, quick plug, if you please, sir. Yes, the Kevin Connors podcast. Be sure to check that out. And, of course, Tom J.D. Mm-hmm. sent you also a happy birthday to Captain Dave's father, however, who had his birthday yesterday. And I will tell you this, I'm watching right now a video, I guess it was earlier today, however, uh, Braun Strowman showed up at the performance center and blindsided Tyson Fury. Oh, that might kind of affect things for their match in Saudi Arabia, if possible. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll definitely have to be watching that very, very carefully here, folks, as uh, as uh, <clears throat> We'll definitely have to be checking that out very, very carefully here, folks. As we, of course, move forward here, of course, we have uh, a little more than a week before Crown Jewel. This is something, like I said, uh, the match between Strowman and Fury goes off without a hitch. And don't forget, of course, our predictions for Crown Jewel will we'll t- we'll take care of uh, next Wednesday, October 30th, during Revolution. And we'll get everybody's thoughts and opinions as to who they think will win each of the matches there indeed. <clears throat> so it ought to be a very big time match up there, without a doubt. So we'll definitely check that out here as well. <coughs> Don't forget, Revolution will be on, of course, tomorrow night. Still be on tomorrow night, uh, number 744. 
Uh, our live video feed will be from, I do believe, NWA US Built on Tradition. News and views, history and birthdays. Of course, a preview as to what will happen this Friday night on SmackDown. Also, a rundown as to as to as as far as the, the actual results for tomorrow night's NXT show and AEW show as well. We'll definitely be bringing those here to you uh, tomorrow night here as well as for, as far as some other wrestling extras and all will take place at, at from nine to eleven one three eight zero five five pound. Revolution episode seven forty three is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. Right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, are four years older, continuing to be older. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other here, folks. We'll definitely see you in the ring. And as always here in the WWS radio network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone. Uh, JD, do we, have, do we have a closer for the night? I won't have that right now. Okay, thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. And, of course, uh, hopefully, and of course, here in a couple of moments, ladies and gentlemen, here, here, I will present the Iceman with tonight's closing theme for Revolution 743. Okay, we got it right now. Let me just set this we're on this right now. We will have WWS Radio Network. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw signing off. Have a good evening. We'll talk at you on Revolution tomorrow night. Take care.